in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! Welcome, everybody. I think we went with the... I would like to propose as our first proposal of the prop shows, or that we went with the wrong ending to the intro. How do you think it should have gone? Well, I just feel that it's awkward for us to come in right after our names have been announced, because we have nothing to say. It's like, here's Ben and Vicky, and we're like... Yes, there is. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you think we gave too much away in the introduction? I think so. I think we should have um, maybe teased a little more the beginning of the relationship. Left it's us. only the first minute and a half of the relationship. We should have left our super heroic origins for a later episode. It's like we went on a first date and you're like, want to see my junk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to put that into the intro, but I thought against it. My best judgment prevailed. Yeah, you would have gone in arseless chaps and I went in a wedding dress to this first date. But that, seems, that is the analogy to our intro. That's, that's how keen we are. That seems like a good us. match then. If we were both super keen... No, but we're, that's us showing up on a date. Maybe a double date with the listeners? Okay, so you think... Well, you've shown up in crotchless chaps and I've shown up in a wedding even, dress. I didn't know crotchless chaps was a thing. I'm sure there is. Anyway. It's, it seems like a minute into the show is a little too soon to be getting into <laughs> crotchless chaps. But well, it's not too soon to be wildly introducing ourselves to the listeners. There you go, listeners. There's a insight into our minds for Well, we've you. made our first proposal for the show, but I think we should explain what is the prop shows, Will Ben? Well, as Vicky just pointed out, we make proposals. So anything in life that we feel needs to be changed or analysed or just made awesomer by proposals from you, our listeners, or from us here in the studio, we talk about it, make a proposal and pass the motion. There you go. And we've got quite a few proposals coming up. During the show, we're going to be talking about aliases. Yes, we're going to start off with a bit of a discussion of we propose that everyone needs a good alias. So that's coming up. We've got some uh, reevaluating the Justice League. So we propose, does the rest of the Justice League need to exist or is Superman covering most of their abilities? Exactly, and we've been doing that topic for the last couple of weeks and it seems likely that Superman has got it made. But uh, to kick us off, we'll... Do our first song of the show. We're doing a theme every week. So every week we propose a theme for the show, mm-hmm. for the show's songs. This week I would like to open up the uh, the court. Okay, open. The cases are real. <laughs> the proposals are real. The songs are final. <laughs> so I would like to propose Judge Ben. Ooh, I what got would promoted. your judge name be? What were you previously senior prosecutor? I didn't realise that we got to pick names in court. Like oh I, yeah, jo- Judy's not her real name. It's like when you become like a nun. Okay, so like yeah, absolutely is a real. Are name. we talking about <laughs> TV judges in particular? I was always partial. No, when you become a judge, just like when you become a nun, you get to re-pick your name. Do nuns not have their real names either? No. I don't know this. I, the judge thing is completely made up, but yeah. the nun thing is true. So what? Like you would be. Uh, 
nun Vicky, but you take you on to, a saint's yeah. name. You have to have a saint name. So I would, I'm Vicky, yeah. but I would become Sister Mary or Sister Cecilia. That's why they all seem to have the same name. Didn't you wonder why there was like 50 Marys in the convent? I just thought they gravitated towards it. It's like, <laughs> my ma- well, I was born with the name Mary. I guess I've got to become a nun now. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Yeah. I feel like... Judge Fudge was always... I was always partial. No, but he's taken. Judge Fudge is taken. But, you need your own. But maybe I could go with the similar rhyming name. Okay. Judge. There's not a whole lot of no, rhymes. No, it's hard. Budge, perhaps. That's terrible. <laughs> Budging. On decisions? Yeah, that's right. That's bad. You shouldn't, ju- you shouldn't budge on decisions. <laughs> I'm easily persuaded as a judge. Unless you're in the appellate court, like you're always hearing the appeals, your judge budging other people's I just, rulings. I just 180 every single case. Yeah, that's right. They, they put a semi-persuasive argument. They're like, all right, I'll budge. And they're like, hey, we got judge budge today. <laughs> that's terrible. Why, what would yours be? Um, I don't know. I like the rhyming thing, though. What else rhymes with judge? Smudge, perhaps. I don't, oh, judge smudge is so cute. I think that... He would be very disheveled. No, I'm, I'll be Judge Smudge. Me and my tiny dog make our decisions together. What do you think, Smudgy? Oh, like your dog's called Smudge? <laughs> yeah. I figured it no, was... No, it's actually a dog judge and I just speak for him. Oh, I see. You're <laughs> insane. I got you. <laughs> I, I'm right. imagining Judge Smudge very, like, dirty, like he's got smudges all over him. <laughs> and, like, maybe Can the I be hairs. Judge Sludge? <laughs> <laughs> That's just like a slime monster rocks up. I like, oh, hope we got Judge Budge. Oh, oh we got old Judge slimy. <laughs> Anyhow. He never budges on anything. <laughs> Judge Budge, I'd like to make a proposal for today's thong theme. Go ahead. I'd like to go with um, bankruptcy. Oh, well, I will budge. Just kidding, Judge Budge. Today's song theme, I would like it to be money. That is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you meant to do your 180. You're not Judge Budge. Well, it was similar to bankruptcy, which I was already convinced on. <laughs> That was easy. But I had a playlist prepared for money, so it works out for me in the prepared. long run. Prepared? Prepared, even. Oh, I thought you were praying about this with Sister Mary. Well, there's a, there's a lot of nuances that go into preparing this show, <laughs> and one of them... You pray over the song yeah, list. Yeah, well, some, sometimes you need a bit of help. There's a lot of uh, rap that talks about money, so I figure like maybe they could use some biblical help. They need, you know, they, uh, they need some Christian faith to, <laughs> to find their way because of all the swearing. <laughs> That's what religion's about, right? <laughs> yes, that's yeah, good. right. Don't swear and be nice to your mother. There you go. So uh, our first money-related song, we're kicking you off with some childish Gambino, Got This Money. That was Got This Money by Childish Gambino. Welcome back. You've been listening to The Prop Showzel. And that was the first of our money-themed songs for today. So, Ben, I'd like to bring up today's first proposal. Sorry, not Ben. Judge, uh, Judge Budge. Judge Budge. <laughs> and you Judge Bay. I need names. a catchphrase. Yeah. I need to. It's got to be Does it have Budge to related. Oh, it has to be Budge related. Like, well, well maybe a drum roll while yeah. like they're they're waiting for my deliberation, mm-hmm. and then it's like, I'm budging. <laughs> I'm doing the budge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, see if I uh, need to budge on your new proposal. All right. Proposal. Well, I'd like to make a proposal, Ben. Oh, like... Judge Love is another suggestion we got texted in. I quite like Judge Love. Remember, you can text in about anything during the show, 0427767767, uh, which, as we proposed, I would like to take credit for one of our past proposals, um, <laughs> which ahead. has now gone through sin. It is also 0427. Pop, pop. That is correct. Started here on the prop shows all. Damn right. 
Um, so, Ben, I'd like to propose that having a fake name up your sleeve makes life a lot easier. An alias, if you will. An alias, somewhat, because the alias is not always you. Because an alias is like your fake name, okay. I assume. But I have had a fake name which has sort of taken on a life of its own and has turned out to be quite useful. What would that name be? Cleopatra San Diego. That's a pretty fake name. I know. It's extremely <laughs> fake. That's why I can't believe how useful it's been. What kind of situations are you pulling this one out? Well, Cleopatra was born because I used to live in like government housing in France. I thought you were going back to historical times. Ooh, like, she was born in 1987. Yeah, <laughs> like a in fan tale. Egypt or something. Yeah. Um, so, what will happen with Cleopatra um, is that she was born. I got that much. And so the way she was born was actually in France. We were living in government housing, and so everything that got broken, we had to report it basically to, like, body corporate, I guess. Like, whoever runs the housing that you're seeing. Yeah, because I was like, not to the French government. Like, I wasn't like... (laughs) Going right up the chain because Vicky broke a vase. I'm like, hello, Sarkozy. (laughs) I know you've got a lot to do, but... um... Uh, Miss San Diego again. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But the pool table's not taking $2 coins. (laughs) Do you think you could drop by? To the maintenance crew or whatever. Sure. And so if it got broken in your own room, that was fine. You would just tell them, you know, my hot plate's not working or my light's not working or, you know, whatever. Well, because presumably they would be like, we have no record of Carmen, Sa- yeah. whatever her name is. What is it, Carmen? Cleopatra San Diego. Yeah, Cleopatra San Diego. You're confusing me, not Carmen San Diego. No, she steals things, she's half not breaks the name. them. That's right. That's where half the name came from. She was she's the inspiration. In- well, she keeps changing nationalities. That's why. Because she'll often write in different languages. She's very multicultural. She's extremely multicultural, Cleopatra. So anyway, one time we set a bin on fire. We had a barbecue at the back of... An illegal barbecue. Whoa, rebels. I know. Um, What do you call it? It was like trailer parking? Not trailer parking. Oh, tailgating. Tailgating. Yeah, trailer parking. Where you're like at the back of a... Having a barbecue on the back of a truck, basically. Yes, that's what we did at the back of our um, building in France. And so we had a barbecue and it was one with hot coals. And so these two idiot Canadians put them in a bag and put them in the bin and the bin, like the skip dumpster. So much vitriol when talking about Canada. Well, the idiots, these guys are idiots, set the dumpster on fire, right? And it was right next to our building. So I had to grab the fire extinguisher, run out there and put it out. Mm -hmm. And so, but it had to be explained how all of this occurred. Were you, when you grabbed the fire extinguisher, were you in a panic or was there secretly a little bit of you like, ooh, I finally got to use the fire extinguisher? Both. Mostly panic and then later like, ah, cool. So this hasn't isn't just for decoration. Yeah, because a fire extinguisher is one of those things that I walk past frequently but never have the opportunity to use. There's not that many objects that way, is there? No. Because Frequent flybys never use. And the, the thing about it is I've got to imagine when you finally get to use one, there's a bit of relief if it actually works. Oh, I was freaking out. Like, I wonder if this is like... Because no, one's, be dust yeah, fly out no one's ever testing them. No, they like, are. They have to be regularly tested. By who? By the fire brigade. Do I you not know this? I've never seen, like, you know, there's several fire extinguishers in my vicinity at work and the like. I'll I've, show you. They've got little tags on them. I've never seen someone test it. Maybe they don't do it when you're there. They Obviously know not, <laughs> but I'll be I'll be relieved if that is the case. Yeah, they do test them frequently, but I felt the same. I was like, I wonder if just dust will fly out or, like, you know, the soles of the dam. Or, or one something. of those novelty um, snakes, that, <laughs> the, the coils, the springs. <laughs> That's right. Happy birthday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now there's snakes on fire. But, yeah, so anyway, so someone had to explain all of this damage 
someone had to own up for all this damage. And I was like, well, it's not even me. So Cleopatra San Diego was born to own up for the damage that I used to do around the building. Why? Because would you have to pay for it otherwise? Or Well, you just get, you might get evicted or you might get in trouble with the school or it wasn't good news for you, basically. But this was the Canadians' fault, not yours. Yeah, it was a shared... Well, yeah, it was their fault, but I was the one that used the fire extinguisher. And I was like, well, I could just say nothing. But on the other hand, what if there's a real fire? Yeah, you have to make sure this yeah, is ready next exactly. time. exactly. So I ended up reporting it under the name of Cleopatra San Diego. And so then a few things were broken and I was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Why did you choose such an obviously fake name? Because I wanted them to know it was fake. I was like, I didn't want to accidentally choose a name someone might have. You think someone in the building could have been called, you know, Jesse Jones or something? Yeah, if you exactly. Something and like, well, I told I you I keep the story. getting her in trouble. Yeah, I told you the story of my father, whose name is Rod Smith, and his best friend is Jeff Jones. Okay. And they got pulled over by the cops. Oh, yeah, because they were too real names. Yeah, exactly. They were like, what are your names? They're like Rod Smith and Jeff Jones. And they're like... Yeah, all right. Like, we'll believe that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, I want to come up with something really fake so I'm not getting anyone in trouble. Yeah, and I can imagine that uh, Jesse Jones is getting escorted out of the building in a week's time and just like, in tears oh as she gosh. walks past your bedroom. Yeah, I know. It wasn't me. I've been framed. <laughs> anyway, so she got stuff fixed. Cleopatra San Diego was very effective. She got a lot of stuff fixed. And I would often just be like, don't worry, guys, I'll, write, I'll go write it down. Because I would break a few things because we were... You knew the system well because you were so versed <laughs> in, yes. in breaking things. Fakery. But anyway, one time I went up there to report, I think the light above my bed wasn't working or, you know, like a globe had blown and you had to get maintenance to come and do anything because it was a government building. Mm-hmm. And so I went in there under my own name to be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm in my room and the light globe's blown. Can you come by and fix it? And I saw Cleopandos, Cleopandra San Diego, Cleopatra San Diego had um, reported many things that I was unaware of. So other people had been using your fake name. Yeah, Cleopatra San Diego had kind of taken on a life of her own of reporting maintenance issues. <laughs> she gets things done. I like to think maybe it was a high-ranking uh, government official's daughter or something. Yeah, we accidentally hit on the name of someone. Yeah, yeah, it was a real name, just uh, no one ever heard of her. But the people in charge were like, oh, Miss San Diego, right away, of well, course. Well, she showed up in a few different places that I wasn't expecting her to. So I feel like she's taken on a, li- a bit of a life of her own. I think other people who have heard the name have used it. So feel free, listeners, to give Cleopatra San Diego more to do in your life. She signed up for a lot of, like, fake email um She's got a lot of weird subscriptions. Well, she did have an email on something. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> she even had an email address, Cleopatra San Diego at Gmail or something like that. It's not very... Um, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. It does not. Well, I, I had a fake name that I created in junior school. Oh, yes? Which uh, we were writing bibliographies for some project. I was going to say we were writing the Bible. I was like, what's going on in this episode? It was a very religious theme. I was going to say it was a longer time ago then. Yeah, yeah. Me and Methuselah were just like... <laughs> An old man time. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out. We're like, we need some references for this Bible. <laughs> so we decided to come up with a fake name. Yes. Which, because... Well, actually, I heard it wasn't you that came up with a fake name. And that's what where I really think is amazing, that... Um, my favourite thing about these stories is that often the fake name is being used by people who did not create it and well, it was, for purposes it was, for which it was not created. This one was a combined effort between me and my uh, partner who was we were working on the project together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he suggested the name John Warthdrop. <laughs> Again, not a very realistic sounding no, name. not I've, at all. I've since Googled it because I guess this was even in the days before Google. Yeah. We might have been going... What Netscape Navigator or <laughs> Alta Vista to? We typed it into that um, 
what is it? Run slash yeah, yeah, C DOS. <laughs> and nothing came up on that hard drive or that computer. So, like, well, this fake name's not taken. So, uh, he's since then become quite a very prolific author. That's what I find really funny. Like, the thing I find really amazing about fake names is, like, if you actually put together what they've done. Like, Cleopatra San Diego is breaking a lot of shit. Like, what <laughs> is she doing? But the thing about She's just John, very clumsy. Like, I imagine if someone put together John Walthrop's, like, biography. Yeah, because... Like he's every, an expert and everything. On occasion when I needed a, a new author for a bibliography and... Uh, I would just go to him. And so over the years, he's written on extensive, very uh, wide range of subjects. Yeah, I know. He's quite prolific, but also quite knowledgeable. Like, it sounds like he wrote the encyclopedia or something. Oh, he he gets around. (laughs) But I would love it to see if, you know, one day I did Google him and it came up with something that I'd written in year six. (laughs) It's like cited by John Wolfdrop. Like, oh, yeah. Like someone else had referenced him as well because I've referenced him once. (laughs) Yeah, they'd see it in your paper and also reference it. Yeah, it perpetuates the lie. <laughs> That's amazing. But the other good one that I uh, I appreciated was my father, he used to have a fake bank account. What? That's crazy. When, That's really hard to do. Well, it was back in the day that he opened it, apparently, when I guess all you needed was to go to the bank and say, hi, my name's... Whatever. John Walthrop. Yeah, he, he just, I can't remember what the name was. But, but if he just still say had that John bank Walthrop. account, he could be getting like passports and driver's licenses and. Well, yeah, because for a bank account is several points of ID now. Oh, it's like 40. And so all you need is. Because if you have the bank card, that's 40. If you've got the letter to your house, that's 20. Yeah, that's easy enough to And then fake. if you use that account to sign up for utilities, that's there another you 20. You've got like 80 right there. So you could create a fake. Uh, identity, basically. I Your don't know dad what... could easily create a fake person. Yeah, this was like a long time ago. I don't think the, the power exists, unfortunately. Mm. But I don't know what he was planning to do with it. Also, don't see... Yeah, why? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've created a monster, like, with $3.50 in his bank account. <laughs> I've created a bankrupt monster. <laughs> yeah, like, just in case, what, the government tries to steal all my money? Yeah, is that, that's right. Is that likely? <laughs> He's quite a moral person. I don't see, you know, an offshore... A fake identity. He's an oil tycoon. You think that maybe that's the perfect cover for unsolicited goings on? Well, I don't even know why I would need that. I don't think I would. In <laughs> we, fact, we just got a uh, a text. No one asks questions of the posh English. That's so true. So I don't know if uh, they know my dad that he happens to be English, <laughs> or that he, that could have been the identity that he assumed. But I guess that works quite well. Well, I also think that. No one asks questions of the Spanish. Like, Cleopatra San Diego sounds so exotic. She would go around the world breaking shit. It sounds like Brazilian or something to me. Like, yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, Cleopatra, stop breaking things. But your wild <laughs> temper and um, flamenco dancing is bound to cause us headaches. What well, can we say? <laughs> yeah, you think she's got a, um, a Carmen-style fruit hat. <laughs> that keeps breaking lights and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, she's really insistent on wearing it everywhere that yeah. just bumps into things. <laughs> Well, while we're on the subject of names, I was talking to uh, some friends last night about the fact that since Game of Thrones, a lot of people have started calling their kids Khaleesi, apparently. Oh, surprising. Which is the the main female character's title. Like, it means, you know, queen, kind of along yeah. those lines. And so uh, I guess, like, a lot of the names in that show were quite weird. So you wouldn't call them, uh, like, her name is Daenerys Targaryen. 
That's not really one that will roll off the tongue. No. I guess Khaleesi. Well, actually, surprisingly, does roll off the tongue, but not something you want your name, your children to be. It'd be a bit of a. It's not. It's not quite as straightforward as John. No, for example. And so, uh, I guess, like, well, I love Game of Thrones. I have to show my fandom somehow. I know I'll name my. Kids. I can't just wear a t-shirt. That's not taking it far enough. Again. What if I put a, a little coat on my dog? Bearing the... The Game of Thrones throne? Yeah, or the name of the house which I support. Oh, I see. No, I was thinking maybe put the uh, the throne of what swords on its back and have someone, like a little stuffed toy riding around on it, <laughs> like, like an elephant in Asia, <laughs> where they have those weird little boxes on top of the backs of elephants. I, I recently finished playing God of War. Okay. Speaking, um, and when I say I... You mean you watch someone finish it? Yep. Okay. Well, I actually got to play one section, and I was so brutal, we nearly didn't finish the game. What do you mean, so brutal? Well, you, I don't know if you recall the end of the final God of War, but you're beating up Zeus. Yeah, that's the God of War 3. Yes, and so you're punching him in the face by pressing circle, and your face gets covered in blood. <laughs> and I kept going for probably a solid 10 minutes. You felt like you had beaten him. You didn't know when to stop. Well, yeah, I didn't realise you had to stop for the game to be over. It just kept <laughs> saying to press circle, so I did. You were still having fun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, what I was going to say about names before I yes, got interrupted sorry. by that tangent <laughs> was uh, uh, there's a character in that show called Cal Drogo. Oh. And that was one of the names that my dad, when I was being born, pitched to no call way. me. Not Cal Drogo, but just Drogo. Oh, wow. So, I, like, this was well before Game of Thrones you was even written. You had zero friends. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> Until it, now. Like, now it kind of has come into credibility almost. Yeah. It's still, there would be an explanation there, but at You would least... have got your first friend at 26. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least people would be like, oh... Yeah, I, I've heard that name before. That guy's quite a badass on the show. Yeah. But up until maybe the first book came out, there would be a lot of, what the hell's Drogo? Oh. And, but the other one that you would he... have gone by a middle name. No, it's even worse. Your middle name's Roach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Anton Roach. I don't know what people are going to steal my eye identity Anton now. Anton Roach. You're anyway. no jokes there. Anyway. We, Your uh, middle name is about an ant riding around on a cockroach. That's two names, Vicky. Yeah, Anton. I know. That's like my grandpa's name. Ant on Roach. What's your middle name? Ann. Ton. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I just enjoy that your whole your all of your middle names put together describe like the a insect tiny kingdom. Yeah, it's, no, it's more like a tiny Persian warfare again. Like the little ant is controlling the giant elephant Roach into battle. <laughs> I just assumed John Warthrop was posh English with someone's uh, text. Oh, obviously. Yeah, well, I can add that to his backstory, sure. I assumed he was British as well. Okay. He sounds British. Interesting. But, he sounds uh, like British that would have lived in Kenya for some time. He's well-travelled. He sounds it. As is Carmen San Diego. Maybe they could pair up. Oh, that would be an amazing team. He'd be writing books and she'd be breaking things and signing <laughs> up to mailing lists for to, free deals. He'd have to keep his writing career going just to... To afford <laughs> all the things she broke, yeah, and all, but no, she'd be bringing in coupons, so don't worry. <laughs> but quickly, what I was going to say is, um, one of the other names he pitched was Tankred. Oh, which, wow, again, not great. I'm quite glad that that was uh put down quite quickly. That's bad, but I think the upside to that is it could have been see, this is why abbreviated think, to tank. This is why I see that, yeah, that's not bad. I and guess. but the problem is, like, you either have to be huge for it to be apt, yeah, or Skinny, so it's ironic. I live somewhere in the middle. Mm, so like people are like, ah, oh, if tanks are coming to a party, I don't really expect 
are like the middle ground. It's got to be one or the other. That's so true. Mm. Ooh, that's awkward because, I don't know, I, just, I wouldn't want to have to live up or down to the name Tank. It's a lot to live up to, but I feel I could have done it. True. But, uh. but Tancred is probably a Well, that's too why much. I think, thank goodness, that babies take two people to make. Because if your dad could create an army of children on his own. That he just named willy-nilly. Oh, my gosh. What's the other kids going to be called? I actually quite like the name Cleopatra. Okay. But I was thinking Aphrodite. I like the name Aphrodite. See, mine, already got this planned, Ms. Pac-Man and Player (laughs) 2. That's so bad. Ms. Pac-Man, androgynous. That could work for guy or girl because it's got both Ms. and Man man in the name. That's true. Why Player 2? Because you're always the Player 1. Again, that'll be ironic because he'll actually be Player 3 or 4, depending if my wife is playing. Maybe it's just him and your wife. Well, then then he would be player two. Then it would work. If <laughs> okay. the kids are just playing, then it works. Yes. But or I if think you and him are playing. I like to give people a name that they have to think about. Okay. Mm. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go to our next money-related song. And uh, this is Diddy Dirty Money, <laughs> which one of many of uh, Sean Puffy Combs' aliases. Is it? Yeah. Ah, I thought it was just like one of the many known ditties. No, no, this is Puff Daddy once again. I thought it was one in again. the um, Kong family. It could be. But, Related uh, to Diddy and um, Donkey Diddy, Kong. Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this <laughs> may be Diddy Kong's rap career. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. But this is uh, Coming Home featuring Skylar Grey. We'll be right back after this I'm on the Prop Shows All. Reevaluating the Justice League. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the Wash away all the pain of yesterday. I know my kingdom awaits, and they've forgiven my mistakes. I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming. P. Diddy's coming home. Oh, sorry, I did not mean P. Diddy. Diddy Dirty Money, very specific there. Like, same guy different alias. I know. Mm. Funny that. See, it could be useful. Watch or, out for John Worth drops and see San Diego's um, you think that that's next single. That P. Diddy's use every single possible combination of his name that he'll have to move on to John Worth John Worth drop. <laughs> well, watch out. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Cleopatra San Diego or John Worth drop eventually have to put on an album depending on what we're writing about. What kind <laughs> of, uh, would it be a ballad or some kind of uh, hip-hop response song? I'm not sure. What do you think? I feel like John Walthrop would be writing like the Times I've, Table songs or something, oh, okay. judging from like the name. Educational thing. No, I was thinking more along the lines of you know that Gwen. Oh no, no, what that? I'll just sing the song and All you can right. tell me. Oh Gwyneth my gosh, Paltrow. This is amazing. Gwyneth Paltrow. Ah. she did that movie duets. And oh, the single yes. was like, baby, let's cruise. And they'd be doing a lame one like they that. Would, they oh. would be doing a back and forth little uh, song like that. Like a call and answer sort of song yeah, between yeah. them. So th- she she does one verse and then the All guy. Right. What would your, let's, do you reckon we can create we can this now? Freestyle one. All right. What's our theme? What are we talking about? What How do about, you think? Well, we did Judge Budge earlier. What if it's a courtroom song? Okay, courtroom. <laughs> courtroom themed. Courtroom themed song from our aliases. John Warthrop. I'm going to have to try and do like a Spanish singing accent. I'm going to be oh so God. offensive. I didn't realise you had to uh, go all out like that. Well, I thought Cleopatra that's... sounds very um, hey, it's, Latino. It's your song. You can do it. I'm going to embarrass myself and the entire Latino community. You don't, you don't have to. Like, have you ever heard Cindy Lauper sing? Like yes. when, when she sings, it's quite a songful voice. 
but when she talks, she's like, hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. Oh. So you could All right. have, like, quite... All right, my singing voice will just be completely different. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do that. All right, so... Uh, all right, John Warstrop, I'll kick it off. Are we, like, defence and... Um... This is, like, the musical, all right? All right. Okay. I oh, like yeah, I... we're, like, different sides of the Yeah, are you prosecution law? and I'll be defence? I sound like a defence. All right, all right. Guilty. <laughs> Cleopatra is guilty. I didn't do it. How can you say this to me? I am not guilty. In fact, I am needing to be set free. You killed that little child. <laughs> His life was going to be so worthwhile. <laughs> I don't believe your ideas can be so wild. Why would I kill this child? And you say his life would be worthwhile, but his name is Roach. <laughs> he had so much going for him. He sold lemonade by the streets. He was so young, and now you stop that in your tracks. Or his tracks. <laughs> <laughs> You've already admitted to this courtroom the truth of this child's character. This child, my friend, was a lemonade dealer on the streets. Show us his permit. My God, you were right. <laughs> You've convinced all of the jury. Such sweetness has never come from such a bitter fruit. <laughs> And now Judge Bunge's turn. Hang on. Cleopatra has to finish her statement. It's true, my friend. Despite the hideousness of this crime, we cannot excuse the selling of lemonade unregulated. My God, you're right. Judge Budge is my name. (laughs) And I rule this court. You don't really. You just <laughs> tend to follow what we say. Well, my ruling is final, and today I say, everyone have a very good day. Good day! Good day. <laughs> <laughs> no, excuse me, Judge Budge. I would like to have an average day. You're putting a lot of pressure on me to enjoy my day, and I can't. I just can't do it. I have to fight the heinous crime of unregistered street stores. How can I have a good day like that? Judge Budge, answer me. Court is out of session. <laughs> I don't know if we... You're uh, out of session. I don't know if we got to the bottom of that court case. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I murdered a child. <laughs> over, defense, over lemons. Yeah, in defense of unregulated lemonade. Someone texted in, this song is great. <laughs> So just wait till you've heard the version where we spend more than 10 seconds pitching the idea. <laughs> well, I, on that, uh, should we go into reevaluating the Justice League? Oh, or yeah, take that's, a break? we were talking about Superman. Yes. All right, so let's now, we better get to our segment because otherwise we'll be here all day. All right, so shall we hear the, um, the intro to give us all a few moments to collect our thoughts? Yeah, this I think sets the tone quite well. Reevaluating Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. Re-evaluating Justice League, do they only need Superman? If you're still awake, (laughs) you'll be nice and calm for a heated discussion. You think that people lulls people into sleep? That song lulls people into sleep? Yes, I think so, but also lulls them into calmness to 
not let their emotions get too high when making these decisions, which is important. So uh, this is the segment where we evaluate the Justice League and basically it seems like the abilities of all the other members of the Justice League... Are redundant. Yes, because Superman can do it all. I was actually talking to some friends last night and they were actually proponents of the Flash in the Justice League. Really? I had someone last night saying the Flash is useless. Well... We, uh, so we, should we reopen the case of Flash v. the prop shows? Or? No, I think I, I think he's still out. But okay. their, their uh, claim was there's one Flash story where his city is the only city in the world where there's no crime mm. because he's constantly, he's so fast, he can get anywhere in the city. And so to, like, stop the crime. My, yeah. my question to that was how does he know where crime is going to take place? Because it's all well and good to get there quickly. But how do you know about it? And True. so his claim was that he just runs constantly. Like he's <laughs> everywhere in the city at, at all once, times. basically, because he's so quick. Yeah, and so if he sees something, he'll quickly just stop and stop the crime. And, and then keep running. running. Yeah. But uh, I feel like nah, the, Flash, out, that's lame. the Flash doesn't have the abilities once he sees the crime taking place to, to stop a lot of it. To do anything about it. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept, uh, the Justice League is the DC Comics... Um, what, how would you the explain Avengers it? equivalent, basically. Yes, yes, right. So the, the gang of superheroes who have got together uh, um, to defend right, I suppose. And so we're opening the case of... Um, we are saying Superman really is not needing to join the Justice League, and the rest of the Justice League is really not needed if there's Superman available. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Justice League, including uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the Martian Martian Manhunter, the Flash, Batman, um, the Green Lantern, and Superman. Yep. That was pretty good. Yeah, off the top of Vicky's head. I know. I was impressed. I've taught her well over the past (laughs) few episodes. So, so far we've said the Batman and Flash are out in previous episodes, so if you'd like to go back to that, you can. Uh, But today it is the prop shows or V Aquaman. Yes. So we always cap off by quickly going through the abilities of each superhero. And so Aquaman, basically, obviously, a lot of water-related powers. Yes, well, that makes sense. So uh, he can breathe. Unless he was, like, really... Like likes the color. The ironic Aquaman. No, I was more thinking that oh, he just right. always dresses in aqua. He's just fashionable. Or he's in the band Aqua. He's that guy that sings Ken's part. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he can breathe underwater. That's a quite obvious one. That is good. But the downfall to that is that he's got water deprivation. That is a massive downfall. He's basically a fish. Yeah, so if he's out of water for a long period of time... How long is a long period of time, though? All I got was a period of time. Oh, yeah, that's confusing. There was one uh, story like, that I... Like, are we I... saying hours or days or weeks or months or minutes? I'll say hours. Okay. In yeah. one reference that I came across, it said that if he wasn't uh, coming in contact with water every 24 hours, he would die. Ooh. That would seem quite severe. Yes. So I think that's kind but of being phased contact? out. What's contact? Because, like, can he just drink some? Or that's like... kind of what it sounded like, yeah, that maybe if he just got a cup of water, he'd be okay. He didn't well, have to submerge right, his whole body. Yeah, okay. But uh, That just sounds like a normal human being, really. But perhaps not every day you'd die, but you wouldn't be feeling great. That's true. It's not that much worse than our regular... No, I was like, than our human, you know... But for a superhero... Digestive system. It's quite a weakness. I guess so. I assume Superman needs water, though, so let's not rule him out on that. On needing a cup of water a day. I don't get the urge... Well, I don't get the feeling that Superman needs food, or at least human food. I assumed he did. He seems to eat and drink. But maybe that's to blend in. (laughs) 
and because he enjoys a good spag bowl. Yeah, there you go. This is delicious, just not necessary to just my Just not doing nutrition. anything for me. Yeah, he, hmm. he lives off the Earth's yellow sun, at least in terms of, you know, that's where he gets his abilities. Is it? Mm. Oh. So if there's like a, a solar eclipse, that's something we haven't factored into our previous reason. discussions. Mm, that maybe yeah, it's not good. When the, but they don't last long, really, do they? No, that's true. In most of the cases, he'd be back to normal pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of crime would have to occur in a split second. The other, his other weakness that we didn't really touch on is solar flares. Like, if that can make his abilities go rampant, like, he might be too strong if there's, like, weird sun flares. Yeah, and true, but what are the Flash and Batman going to do about that? Well, like, they can take over the city while Superman takes a day off when it's solar flare or solar eclipse day. Okay, so the rest of the Justice League is just there. <laughs> for the for one day a year sick or days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I can't do it. I'm calling in sick. Well, Superman's also uh, weak against magic, which we didn't really ah, talk about that either. Is he? So if, if they're fighting someone who's magic, then that's when the rest of the Justice League can come in. Well, I don't think really. What can they do against magic? Yeah, they're probably weak against yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't feel like there's someone in there who's particularly strong, except for possibly Wonder Woman, but we haven't got to Wonder Woman We'll, we'll get to her next week, hopefully. Because I think she has magic. It's a little limited abilities, I believe. Oh, so maybe... Because I, I think... I've been thinking throughout this process who I... I come into it, I have to say, bias. Mm. So I've been biased. I thought Batman in. Actually, no, Batman out, Flash out, um, Aquaman out. But I've been biased Wonder Woman in. Really? Well, yeah. well, we'll see when we get to her. He can swim high speeds underwater. Which is similar to the Flash, really. Just Just in the water. Yeah. And he's... Got a telepathy that grants the ability to manipulate sea life. To do what, though? I guess, like... He's bidding. Yeah. So I guess if you need an army of sharks to come attack someone... I was thinking, someone, like, coral or something. I don't think they would have much help. <laughs> they would maybe be able to G him up. Like, come on, Aquaman, you can do it. Go! Go, but, Aquaman! That's what the coral does. Yeah. Cheers him on. But in terms of coral's abilities, they're rather uh, useless, I would say. I don't know, maybe he could get a pistol shrimp. How, they're the little shrimp that fire kind of a, an almost projectile bubble, right? Yeah, it's a bubble that is momentarily the heat of the sun. That, oh, okay. But I feel like if a pistol shrimp... But they're quite small. ...burnt my leg, I would just be... But it'd be like a, a prick-sized leg. It'd yeah. be like getting hit by really hot pins. And then I would be immediately underwater, so it would be cool again. True. <laughs> that is true. So, like, if we got, like, a swarm of pistol shrimp... To attack See? Numb or whatever his, uh, his arch nemesis is, then maybe... Are there a lot of maybe the bad Aquaman, people under the ocean? Well, in Aquaman's world, I guess there is. There is. Okay. There's underwater baddies. What are they doing? Trying to kill Aquaman and maybe, I don't know. Because like, I guess Aquaman's nemesis, mm. like you assume these kind of stories, they're often trying to ruin the environment. Yeah. And someone has to stop, stop them. them. But Aquaman's uh, nemesis is also need water to survive, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so it's like, well, they can't do that. So I guess they just hate Aquaman. So, well, Aquaman should just hang up his fins and And then die. everything <laughs> would be, you know, a bit more happy. True. I don't really see that Aquaman is adding much. But what are, um, what is hydrokinesis? Like being able to control water. Oh, that's all right. But it's, it says limited hydrokinesis. I uh, think... How limited? Well, I think... Uh, Could he... I don't know. In... Only some versions of the Aquaman Could he put out a story. solar pl- flare? No, I think it's way or more limited than okay. that. I think maybe, like, he can move a glass of water. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking maybe a tidal wave or well, something. Well, I guess that's kind of he what... He can move a glass of water. Well, because I think in he the modern... He sounds like he'd be an awesome waiter. <laughs> <laughs> in the modern uh, 
Aquaman, I feel like, I think it's Aquawoman or whatever the mm. female equivalent has a lot better hydrokinesis. Like, she can do all that stuff, but Aquaman oh, can't. okay. So she's probably better fit for the Justice League. I was going to say League. for the Justice League, if she can, like, put out solar flares, she'd be in. Again, I think you're overreaching. It Still. Was, but that would be more useful, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, because even if she could create a water barrier to, like... Yeah, I think that's more the kind of thing that she could do. Like, if there's a fire on the other side of the room and there's a pool of water, she can move the water that to would be the awesome. fire or something. That'd be awesome. If that specific situation happened. I, I think that would be enough to get her in. Well, all right, or maybe we'll we'll get to Aquaman <laughs> at one stage. And Hugh Jackman. Well, that's we've we've established a B team. Yes. Where so far it's the Flash and Hugh Jackman hacking some uh, <laughs> computers for the good of the city. Do we relegate Aquaman to the B team, or is no, he out completely? Out, out completely. He's all useless. Right. No Aquaman. Aquaman what? out. Prop shows will be Aquaman. Aquaman out. Still. So we're left with the Martian Manhunter, Superman. Um, Wonder Woman. The Green Lantern and Wonder Woman yep. left. So we'll get to those in the coming weeks. Speaking of while we're on the topic of Superman, mm. I watched Superman Returns again recently. Did you? And it's I liked Lex's plan. Right? Yes. I just wanted to bring this up because I feel it was misguided. I was just going to say to listeners, feel free to text in on 0427767767 uh, if you would like to put forward a case for Aquaman or for Lex Luthor. Well, someone's texted in about his hydrokinesis ability. Okay. It says limited hydrokinesis means he can swoosh water in a glass if he's holding the glass. So I've got that. I also have that ability. I like that... Um, I just use my arm. Uh, we mentioned in a few episodes ago the Flash's frictionless aura. Yes. It's like one of those things where it's like, I've got hydrokinesis, guys. I've got a frictionless aura. It's just like these useless things that <laughs> well, the frictionless we're trying aura, to pass off as powers. Well, the frictionless aura, I think, was just a, a stopgap. Because they're like, how come if he's so fast, why don't his clothes burn off? Do you think that means that Superman needs a frictionless aura? Or just shows up at crime naked. Maybe his super suit is so uh, tight and aerodynamic that it's not a necessity. Well, see, the thing is, it's like in Thank You for Smoking. You know that movie, Thank You for Smoking, where they want to smoke in space? I'm familiar with it. They want to smoke in space, basically, but they're like, you can't. It's a pure oxygen environment. You explode. Sure. Like in the space station or whatever. Or, you know, there's no air or whatever it is. I can't remember. And they're like, well, that's a good thing about science fiction. You can just say, thank goodness we invented that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's like a magical... uh, you know, anti-gravity machine that allows you to smoke or something. Yeah, exactly. But it's the same with Superman, I feel. He's a lot easier to grant abilities to or to explain away plot holes. They just go, he's an alien. Yeah, exactly. Like, how come his skin doesn't burn off due to the friction from running so fast? Because he's from another planet. It's from huh. Krypton. Okay. Yeah, okay. In Krypton, that's not an issue yeah. for their skin. They're, they're born that way. But huh. to, uh, to get back to Superman Returns, yes. Lex's plan in that film is to make a big island, which, because he wants money. Yes. So land is a commodity. Yes. And something that we're not making any more of. No. And so he's like, well, if I make a big island, then people want to buy the land buy from me and live. Buy real estate on it. Yeah. Okay. And then, so does he make it out of trash like China? No, no. Is he, it China where they're doing that? Where they're making extra land? Like they... I thought, like, wasn't there a place in Japan that we visited that they made like a whole man-made kind of island like Yes, that. we did. We went to a dive bar. That's right. It must be in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Where they sort of make it out of trash and then pack land on top or something like that. Yeah, I've heard of that being done before. It's quite clever. Yeah. But um, he, he makes it out of kryptonite, kryptonite. and some kind of weird uh, other mineral. Okay. And so uh, the 
his plan is Can when I ask I, a question before yeah. we get it too far into this? Where does Kryptonite come from? Krypton. Krypton. How the, does Superman's home planet? Yes. How has it gotten here? When Krypton exploded, then it comes like through space in the meteor shower. Oh, all right. So when Do you think there'd be limited amounts? There seems to be a lot of it, considering like that it didn't explode Earth when it landed. Well, I guess with Superman, when he arrives in his spaceship, it's mm. during the meteor shower, and most of it lands in Smallville. Well, that's what I was thinking. Smallville is not raised to the ground if this amount, like if there's enough to create a new island. Well, it would have done some destruction, but it mostly created other people with abilities by the looks of it. Yeah, I'm just thinking if that much kryptonite landed. You think that everyone should be dead? Well, yeah. I mean, how many meteors can hit the Earth and how big are they before? Well, I guess they were fragments of rocks. Yeah, but there seems to be a lot of kryptonite going around. It is true. Everyone does seem to be able to get kryptonite quite, quite easily. Either, yeah, it's quite a ready, ready, like ready resource. It's also radioactive because, like, if you think about it, if Superman's living on a home planet made of kryptonite, mm. that wouldn't. No one would last there very long. No, not a human person. Yeah, no. so you can you can get away with, I guess, regular kryptonite, but radioactive kryptonite is where it's his weakness. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was watching Superman Returns. And so Lex's plan is to create a whole new island. Which, Out of kryptonite. Which would displace the water in the ocean, flooding a lot of America. So there would be less land there and more land on his island. Oh, okay. So then people are like, oh, I don't have a home in America anymore. Yes, Might no. as well move to Lex Luthor's Exactly. Island. But the problem there is I don't know if he knew what this island was going to look like, but... It basically ends up being a series of jagged cliffs and rocks <laughs> surrounded by lightning. It seems poorly dis- like designed. It, well, yes. it's not somewhere I would want to live. Gravitate to no. no. No one's putting it in a magazine. Exactly. It's like, well, it come to you know Volcano Island or something. <laughs> it's great. Well, what I also feel is, why did he need to flood America? Why not just create a nice island? Well, that's. I don't you know, feel like real estate. That's just as... physics, I guess. Like, if you make a giant island, you've got to put that water somewhere. I don't think so. You're going to argue with the... Uh... Well, where did all the water from my diver go? I think it just sort of sits on the water, doesn't No, no, it? no. It would, make, it would raise the water levels a little bit. Oh, a little. But he, this is such a huge island that it's like half the size of America, so it's going to you know, oh, raise Oh, so it's like a whole new continent. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound like a nice place He specifically says he wants to make a new continent. Okay. But he makes like a, a small version of it in the film. That's about as far as his plan goes. Okay. But it's still just like... Was it purposely Superman-proof or just turned out that way? Well, I think he puts the kryptonite into it because to make he knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good plan, but you would want to be making it somewhere more like Fiji. Yeah, like if if Lex like Land hell. was a very tropical island, <laughs> I think everyone would be like, "Yeah, all right, he's evil, but at least this it's is a nice, a nice place." place. To live. But if I think people would be quite annoyed, he doesn't even seem too upset about his plan. <laughs> they just hang out on this island and play cards. It's like, yes, this is my new creation. <laughs> this horrible volcanic monstrosity. <laughs> anyway, I think we've yacked it up for several uh, sections now. We've got to wrap up the show. We do, unfortunately. I've learnt that it's often quite useful to have an alias, especially when you break things or want to forge a bibliography. <laughs> I have learned that Ben's new judge name is <laughs> Crap, I've forgotten. Judge Budge. So I guess I didn't learn that. Which I've learned his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm budging. <laughs> I did the drum roll afterwards, but you get the idea. I've learned that selling lemonade unregulated can lead to some serious consequences. Yeah, I've learned how musical we can be in <laughs> dire situations. 
I've learned that um, Aqua Woman is far more useful than Aqua Man. That's true, she might be provisionally in the Justice League. I also found out recently Aquaman's divorced. Yeah, that's <laughs> not too uh, much of a plus side for us. No. I've learned that John Warthdrop, my alter ego, or creation, if you will, is apparently a posh British gentleman. <laughs> I've learned that no one would want to live in Lexland. That's true. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of The Prop Showzel. It's Join been fun. Us next week, uh, same time and same place. Yes, I feel like this has been our episode where we played the least amount of songs <laughs> as possible. But we sang one for you, so that's That's okay. true, that counts, right? Yes. And so we've only got two more episodes of The Prop Showzel, so uh, then we'll have to go back to a podcast or find another station or something. We're working on the plans at the moment. So uh, feel free if you want to make sure you're kept in the loop with whatever we got going on after Sin, uh, go to facebook.com slash propshowzel. Or you can reach me, Vicky, at insaneramblings.net. Or Ben at insaneramblings.net. And check out the iTunes page where you can find every single podcast, including Insane Ramblings or the Prop Showzel or our stint on Get Serial for a while. <laughs> Um, as well as our Japan special. You can also rate and review us on iTunes or like our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And subscribe, and every time a new episode comes out, it will be automatically downloaded to your computer for easy listening. And you can put that on your iDevice or Android. This is quite the extensive intro-outro. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I was editing last week's show, and we played the classical music. We yes. managed to squeeze five songs in, and about 53 minutes worth of talking. Wow. We might have a new record for an, <laughs> a one-hour show, but I guess that was our plan right from the beginning. So we'll play you out with uh, the Notorious B.I.G.'s Mo Money, Mo Problems. And we'll be right back here next week. Stick around for Into the Inventors after this. Thanks for listening. Who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who jewels got pops, who's mostly doji down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on a blimp. Guarantee me it sells for the level up. You don't believe in Harlem world, nigga, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Can't no PD, niggas hold me down. Cooler, school me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low. Low, blow like hootie, true pimp niggas, spin no dough on the booty. And then yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Insane rambling.